Hey everybody and welcome to the 1044, a weekly webisode and podcast from the editors here at CCJ, Overdrive, and Truck Parts Service. I'm James Gillette and my co-host on the other side is Jason Cannon. This week on the 1044, what can Brown do for you? UPS, uh, the number one carrier in CCJ's top 250, is selling its less than truckload and its truckload business to TFI International, uh, the number eight carrier on the CCJ top 250. What does it all mean? We'll break it down shortly. Acquisitions, mergers, and divestures happen all the time in trucking, uh, but when you're the largest trucking company in the world by revenue with nearly half a million employees, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, one analyst we spoke to this week, Rick pa- uh, Peterson of Loop Capital, uh, he said that UPS never realized the aspirations that it had in the LTL space since it entered it 15 years ago. Uh, the company never could get the margins where they wanted them to be, um, and UPS freight was just a small slice of the company's pie anyway with just about 4% of total revenues. Um, so not meeting those expectations and with a change in leadership last June uh, with new CEO Carol Tomei, uh, Peterson said the company was simply looking to make a change. UPS jumped into this space in 2005 with the acquisition of overnight transportation from Union Pacific, and they paid about $1.25 billion for it. At that point, the Big Brown was sort of chasing FedEx, who had bought American Freight Waves and Viking Freight a few years earlier, and that gave rise to FedEx Freight. Now, 15 years later, UPS is getting only about $800 million to get out of those segments. That's quite the exit strategy. Uh, And then there's the consideration that UPS Freight has 5,400 tractors devoted to LTL, uh, 935 truckload tractors, and a whopping uh, 21,800 LTL trailers, um, and then another 1,660 truckload trailers. Uh, I guess either those will go along with the deal or the company uh, will have a lot of spare equipment sitting around somewhere, Jason. Yeah, plot twist. In 2017, UPS placed an order for 125 Tesla semis, uh, which at the time was the largest single order on the books for a truck that still doesn't exist. Well, commercially, of course. You think those orders are in jeopardy? Uh, yeah, obviously UPS is still going to need Class 8 trucks to varying degrees, and and they're all in on green energy, so probably not. I just wanted to remind everybody how overdue this truck is, uh, yeah, but it's supposed to enter production by the end of the year, and this felt like a good opportunity to needle Elon Musk just a little bit. And I can drive that truck when you're ready, Elon. Shoot me an email, give me a call. You know, Jason, uh, sometimes we do have a cluster of page views from the Fremont, California area, so I'm thinking that might be uh, Mr. Musk himself. All right, staring back on the topic here at hand, uh, UPS taking $400 million less than it paid for its uh, UPS freight business uh, 15 years after it purchased it. Um, Matt Cole, CCJ's news editor, has spent some time over the past week doing some research and some background on this deal. Matt, tell us some of the highlights that you found in your reporting. Hey, James and Jason. Thanks for having me on today. As you guys have mentioned, the majority of UPS freight is LTL. It makes up about 80% of the company with a small percentage of the fleet being devoted to truckload. The LTL division will be merged with TFI's own LTL segment to operate independently as T-Force Freight, while the smaller truckload segment will be absorbed into TFI's truckload group. As part of the deal, T-Force Freight will take on UPS Freight's customer base, and UPS will provide freight volumes for five years after the deal closes. UPS will also provide IT and back office support for three years to help smooth the integration into TFI's network. According to TFI, UPS Freight's network has more than 26,500 one- and two-day lanes between metropolitan areas, along with cross-continent four-day service. 
And in addition to all the equipment James mentioned earlier that's part of the deal, TFI is also going to take over UPS Freight's 197 terminals in the U.S. The LTL space is pretty competitive, especially so considering UPS's position in the market. The principal competitor, FedEx, is the number two carrier on our top 250 list. And then when you account for carriers like Estes, YRC, XPO, Old Dominion, that's six of the top 12 carriers on that list. And they're all in a similar space, but Donald Broughton, principal and managing partner at Broughton Capital, whom I spoke to last week, he noted their approach to business is just a little bit different than UPS. So Yellow has just destroyed massive amounts of shareholder wealth. And, and it's union because it's competing against FedEx Freight and XPL and Old Dominion and, and SDs and all these other guys who are not, not only not union, but investing hand over fist in technology to make their whole, their systems more efficient and, and minimize the amount of labor they need. And they have, they have a lower cost labor that's much more flexible. What say FedEx in particular is doing, they're punching a lot of their ground volume through the LTL line haul system. It's that labor component that Donald mentions that he thinks ultimately held UPS Freight back where other competitors, especially people like FedEx Freight, have been able to thrive. So let's just start with the obvious. Let's start with what we know. The most expensive thing for any and all transportation companies is labor. Now, when UPS acquired the old overnight, they believed that they could run it as a non-union silo. What? I mean, I can, I can just, I can, I can hear the conversation. Now, no, uh, now, you know, you guys trust us to move the packages, but you don't trust us to move the freight. Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't think you guys trust us. Where's the love? I mean, and you, and is there, there, and, and it, it has been a sticking point from the moment they bought it. Well, the only unionized LCL out there is Yellow, and Yellow can't make money. And Yellow, the Yellow's, the only thing Yellow's done with money is, is destroyed millions and millions and millions, billions of dollars worth of shareholders. Well, we'll keep digging around on this issue and hopefully be back uh, with more analysis in the coming weeks on what the deal means on the buyer side of the deal uh, for Canadian conglomerate TFI, who's been on something of a buying spree the last few years. Uh, But before we go, Jason, um, I think you've got a fun one queued up for next week. Maybe a few new trucks to talk about. Yeah, next week's going to be really cool and I'll be remote. Which feels kind of weird calling something remote these days because I've been we've all been remote for close to a year. So maybe I'll I won't say remote. I'll just say from somewhere other than my house. Well, that's this week's episode of the Tim Forty Four. As always, we welcome your feedback. Please send us an email at Tim Forty Four Trucking at gmail.com and give us a call 404-491-1380 to leave us a voicemail. Uh, we want to hear your feedback. Until next week, everybody stay safe. <laughs>